Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to our show today. This is the first episode of On Campus. I'm your host, Kevin Gagnon, and each week we are taking a theme and expanding on that theme a little bit with stories or experiences that relate. Today, our theme is first experiences. And for a lot of college kids, this week marks the first year at college, at least for freshmen out there. Much of the U.S. experienced a once-in-a-lifetime solar eclipse for the first time this week. And if you're me, you're starting a new radio show that may or may not be too much for one person to handle. Either way, starting something new can lead to lots of excitement, but also a lot of fear with its anticipation. Today, we bring you two stories. The first involves me getting advice from my parents about what you're listening to right now, and the other is people's experiences with the eclipse. And we'll be back with the rest of the show right after these short messages. On Campus is a production of Garnet and Black Media. For more shows like this, you can click the link in the description of this episode to check out a whole catalog of great shows. There's everything from radio theater to sports to news and more. Also, please take a moment to rate and review this show on campus on iTunes. It would really help us out and we would extremely appreciate it. All right, enough of this. Now back to the show. Hi, welcome back to the show. Now, starting something new can be absolutely terrifying. And this week, we are focusing solely on new beginnings. This show that you're listening to right now is a brand new venture for me. For so long, I've wanted to create something narrative and interesting. And while part of me craves to be an adventurer of some kind, new experiences or opportunities tend to scare me and put me into a state of panic. But in every new adventure in life, I always talk to the two people that always have had my back. Hello, Kevin. Hey, Dad, what's going on? This is my father, Don. But for the sake of this interview, you can call him Dad. The other stuff he's referring to is his job. He develops software for an insurance company in the Midwest. And he likes the work he does. But like everyone, he can get a little stressed out from his job. And if I'm being honest with you, I caught him at a very improper time. So I appreciate him being up to an interview today. Do you mind if I ask you some questions? Not at all. Cool. Um, like, kind of you, you have a minute? Yeah, alright, yeah, okay, I'll try to be as articulate as I possibly can. <laughs> You'll be fine. In all the ways that my dad and I are similar, our ability to speak isn't one of them. While we are both into computers, hate crowds, and enjoy watching football together, the way we speak and relate our thoughts are very different. However, as you'll hear, he, he does fine. So, I, I just want to get your opinion on what you think my radio show should be like. Like, what do you think I should do? context as to what you're referring to. Well, you know, like my show, it's half news, half storytelling. The one half of it is, you know, me recording stuff like this and, you know, talking to people and getting stories. The other half is just me talking about the news and what's happening day to day. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a great format. Um, sometimes you can use the news, the current news, to segue into some of your stories, if they're recent enough, bring your, your, uh, your format together. That you don't go off on any kind of tension. Okay, I'm kind of nervous about it. I have to do a whole one by Friday, and I don't know, I don't know, like what I'm doing at all. Kind of nervous about it. This is quite the understatement, actually. This show is pre-recorded, but I'm still required to be in the studio to air it, and I'm sure that I am squirming in my seat as I listen to this for the thousandth time. Uh, I can understand your your concern there. 
you need to perhaps get some constructive criticism if you're willing to take it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Slow down, don't speak too fast. That's always been a thing about, like you did a couple of years ago, last year rather, it was a lot of fast talking. Maybe I'm just nervous, like I'm kind of nervous on air, so I just talk really fast. Yeah, and, and you'll catch yourself. So that would be one recommendation, just slow down, relax. Okay, that should be easy. Slow down, relax, take a deep breath. Keeping it slow. Check. I don't know, I just was trying to get advice from you and mom about to to mom what yet? I should do. No, I haven't talked to mom yet. I don't know what kind of, you know, I think you want to get something that's oriented around your campus, of course. Yeah. Um, things that are things that are important to the young people there, of course. Um, you know, local sports, local activities occurring, you know, those kind of areas. I, it, I, it's frustrating because, like, I have, like, a, a vision for what I want it to be. But I don't know if I'm good mm-hmm. enough to make that yet. And that's always been my problem. Like, I, I always wanted to, like, go ahead and jump into what's the biggest thing. How do I become okay with not making what I want from the start? Well, I think <clears throat> you need to um, sit down and think a little bit about, try to articulate it on a piece of paper, what your thoughts are, mm-hmm. that you can see them. Yeah. And maybe you can lay it out, lay out an outline to say, okay, the first 15 minutes will be this. And my second 15 minutes will be this, so on and so forth. And then as you as you grow with that, you know, you can maybe see where there's some improvement. You've got to start somewhere. So. Got to start somewhere. And as long as it, as long as it's where it's going to reach the goal that the format that you wanted. Because the first time around, it may not be exactly the way you want it, but at least you have a starting point. I like that. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Um, I, you're gonna you're gonna trip and fall maybe once or twice, but expect that. But take it as a learning experience. Thanks. I'll try. Don't don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself up over it. I never intended this conversation with my father to get to this point, but I'm glad it did. Fear of not living up to my own standards sounds petty, but it's kept me from trying a lot of things. My dad gave me great advice. Advice that mirrored something I've heard from other places. That I should just keep creating, and that eventually everything will work out. Somehow that's super comforting, because no matter what, I'm sure the show will somehow work itself out. Next on the docket is my mother. She's great, and luckily I caught her in a gap of her busy schedule. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, working. What you doing? Recording. Do you mind if I record this? Um, no, that's fine. Can you delete it? I mean, I can, but I'd rather <laughs> not. <laughs> I want to use it. She's quite sheepish around any recordings of her. Photos, videos, you name it, she'll run from the recording device at the moment she lays eyes on it, which makes me doubly thankful for her today. My mom has always been great at treading the line between giving advice and giving encouragement. For some people it isn't possible, but for her, she knows exactly what she's doing. I just have like a couple questions, I don't know. 
I want to get your opinion on my radio show. What do you think I should do? What do you want to do on your radio show? I like the uh, one segment where you wanted to uh, maybe interview a couple people about what it takes to start a small business. Mm. Um, I do. I think that would be a good, a good uh, interesting segment. How I like this idea for multitude of reasons. After I pitched the idea to her, though, the premise felt rather played out to me. But she's the one giving the advice, so maybe I should just shut up and listen. You know, you know lots of people that, um, especially in your family, that own their own business, and so they would be a great asset to interview. Yeah. On my mom's side, four of her nine siblings have owned small businesses at some point in their lives. So this is a great idea, Mom. Do you have any, like, general advice for my show? Just keep it real. Keep it real? Can you expand on that a little bit? <laughs> oh, just mean be be true to the show, be true to yourself, to your to your guests. Just keep it, and maybe keep it lighthearted. That's what I was thinking. You know, like we we deal with a lot of serious. I mean, I don't know. There'll be some serious stuff. I feel most of it's just fun. It's meant to be fun. As it should be. Yep, I think it should be. I like that. I like life, that advice. Life can be. Yep, life can be difficult enough. You need to have some. Uh, light-hearted, fun, interesting conversations, guests. Death? Music. Did you just say death? Yes. What? I said guests. Oh, gosh. I pivoted straight from this light-hearted talk to getting her thoughts on perfectionism. Not exactly maintaining the fun and light-hearted trend, I know. Mm. Sometimes, you know, you have to just take baby steps. And even though you may not like if you were to compare what you do in the fall of 2017 to the spring of 2018, it'll be a big difference. It's just um, doing it slowly and figuring out what you like to talk about and what you like to ask and your clientele and all that. So yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I just wanted. To, I don't know. I just wanted to talk to you. I feel like it's a great way to open, like my first yes, show. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, we're proud of you. Thank you. Know you. You're gonna do the right thing, and you know it, all, it never hurts to to ask for help as well. So. Yep, that's what this is all about. Me asking for help from my parents. Yep. <laughs> it's like the cheesiest way to open a show, but I'm doing it anyways. Because if there's one thing that I've learned from my countless hours spent listening to podcasts, watching TV, or generally consuming media as a whole, it's that the pilots are almost never the best show made. I want to thank my parents for this interview, and I'm going to have my mom sign us out from this segment. Mom? Yes, you're listening to 90.5 WUSC FM AM. Nope. (laughs) Wrong. (laughs) 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 90.5? Nope. You're listening to 90.5 minutes with your host, Kevin You're listening to 90.5 minutes. You're listening to 90.5 Minute with your host, Kevin Gagnon. Nope. Minutes. Multiple minutes. Not one minute. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we both got the name wrong. It's on campus, but I'll let it slide. I think you should be the one on the radio. You're way more fun to talk to. (laughs) Well, if you want a good laugh, you can call me anytime. Maybe. (laughs) You can just be like a common segment that I do. Welcome to part two of our show. 
We're calling it totality. Now, ever since I was a kid, I've been interested in space. Whether it be the planets, stars, black holes, or asteroids, what's beyond our atmosphere has always inspired a sense of awe and wonder because so much of it's unknown and unseen. But this week, we here in Columbia, South Carolina, had the unique opportunity to see the moon and the sun pass over each other in one of the rarest solar eclipses in recent decades. Columbia was in the direct path of totality, which gave this relatively small city quite a spotlight. I wanted to go out and see what people were looking forward to with the eclipse. The person who I thought would be most excited for this event would be an astronomer. I'm Dr. Stephen Rodney. I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Physics and Astronomy here at USC. He started graduate school in 2003, getting his doctorate in astronomy and physics. On his website, he lists he's interested in peculiar star explosions, that of course meaning supernovae, super cool, right? And has been published upwards of six times. If anyone is going to be excited about this thing, it's going to be him. This is going to be the first total solar eclipse that's been visible anywhere in the United States for the last 40 years. And this is a really special and remarkable eclipse. This is the first time that an eclipse will cross the entire continent from the west coast to the east coast since uh, the last century. It's the first time it's happened in uh, over 99 years. So we will be uh, having a front row seat for this. We'll, the shadow of the moon will pass directly overhead in Colombia, and we will witness the really unique and remarkable experience of totality. This is when the moon completely covers the disk of the sun on the sky. It is perfectly aligned so that no part of the, the uh, interior region of the sun is uh, visible to us. When that happens, the uh, the moon will block out all of the light from the sun except the faint outer regions of what we call the solar corona. Uh, and that's the only time that we'll be able to see the solar corona and everyone will be able to, to view the, the corona with your own eyes, unfiltered, unaided by, by any uh, telescopes or binoculars. And so it's a really uh, easily accessible event and it's extremely rare and remarkable to have this one so close to home. This is a once in a lifetime event and everything started at 1 p.m. That's when the partial eclipse phase happens. So this is where the moon is moving through its orbit around the Earth. It takes about a month. Uh, and at this time, the, the moon is just beginning to move in front of the sun. At that stage, uh, the moon will start to block out the, the light from the sun, but it'll just be a sliver, a, a dark patch on the outer edge of the sun. From that point, you can see the moon slowly creep across the face of the Earth, eating away from the golden face bit by bit turning it from a bright orange disc, as you'll see through the glasses, to a crescent. And the crescent will get smaller and smaller, thinner and thinner, as that hour and a half progresses. You'll feel the sky slowly begin to dim, the air begin to cool, and you can feel the electric anticipation of this phenomenon. Then hits the final phase, totality. At that point, the moon finishes off covering up the sun, and it's a very rapid transition. It'll feel as if day has suddenly become night. The sky will go dark. We'll begin to see stars and planets appear. It will seem as if uh, there is a sunset occurring 360 degrees around the entire horizon. The temperature will drop at that stage. The moon is blocking out almost all of the light from the sun. We'll have a, a blessed few minutes of cooling here in South Carolina. Uh, it may drop by as much as 10 or 15 degrees. What we see during totality is something that we wouldn't be able to see with our naked eye. As soon as we cross over into totality, you'll see the corona, this wispy, diffuse outer region of the sun, and that is only about as bright as the full moon. Finishing up my conversation with Dr. Rodney, I found that the solar eclipses actually occur about once every two years or so. But because of the width of the shadow, is only 60 miles wide, only small swaths of the Earth are granted access to the spectacle. 
He told me that this is a once in a lifetime event for us here in South Carolina, in particular because the path of totality hits three of our major cities, the odds of which are astronomical. All of these effects Dr. Rodney talked about, combined with the perfect location, create a once in a lifetime experience. So I set off to find one. My first stop was near the fountain outside of Thomas Cooper Library. I'll paint a picture if you're not familiar. Surrounded by trees is a large rectangular fountain the length of a football field that is peppered with benches that allow for a great view of the sky, one that is perfect for watching the eclipse. Equipped with a heavy black t-shirt, my microphone, and my ever-important social anxiety, I went out to scope the area. It was 10 a.m. when I first saw the spot. Already there were people there. They were in folding chairs or on the benches near the water. I talked to one group set up further back from the fountain beneath the shade of a large oak tree. Sadly, the audio I recorded of them was lost, but they were from Maryland, drove seven hours to get here, and were genuinely uncomfortable with me interviewing them probably because the intense amount of sweating that was happening on my end. But after their interview, I remembered something important that Dr. Rodney said. So if you're in a region where you're elevated, if you're um, uh, high up, you can see uh, a good horizon, then you'll, it will seem as if there's a sunset, not just in the western horizon, but all across the, the, to the northeast and south. Okay, so I knew I had to get a high vantage point for a good look on the horizon. What better place than a parking garage? I clambered from the fountain through the winding campus of USC and sweatily made my way up on top to the aptly named Horizon Parking Garage. From every angle you could see for several miles outward, making it one of the best spots on campus. Luckily, this is where the recordings pick back up. What have you been doing? No, not now. That's my cousin Trevor. I met up with him and a bunch of our mutual friends for the eclipse. And as we met there, people slowly began to join us on the rooftop and I heard whisperings of a plan to enhance the experience of the eclipse. Well, so the solar eclipse totality is supposed to occur around uh, one, or no, sorry, 2.41 and 53 seconds. So at uh, 2.01, the album uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon will begin playing, <laughs> and which will perfectly synchronize with the totality of the sun. The song Eclipse, the final song of the album, will begin to play as the sun is totally eclipsed by the moon. And it's going to be awesome. I did the math in my head, because I'm good at math, and then I was like, wait a second, like, the whole album's like 43 minutes long. If I just add like a minute, you know, it'll be dope. And it'll be perfect. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I might cry. Don't worry, we'll be back to check in on him later. I also met three guys from Virginia named Prashath, Lalith, and Sid. Very last minute on a whim trip. Okay. Yeah. We overestimated how much people would care really? about such a momentous occasion. How long did it take you to get down here? Seven hours. It Seven was, hours? That's not bad. Yeah. Pretty fast, there was no traffic. Surprisingly, yeah. Everyone kept telling us it would be horrible and we'd be so crowded and that was fine. Yeah. Seems like no one cares. Are you guys excited though? Yeah. 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 Over their shoulder, I saw a guy setting up what looked to be a contraption of cameras and telescopes and I got a little curious. That's when I met Sam. Sam is a film major at USC and was excited for what the Eclipse had to offer. I'm just here to view the eclipse, trying to get a good time lapse of it. So what I have here is a uh, it's a Sony uh, mirrorless camera with a kind of a wide angle lens. I was tr I'm trying to wait till later in the day when the sun's a bit lower, get all the scenery in with the eclipse. Uh, so basically, and over there is a telescope. It has a solar filter on it, so you don't scorch your eyes out. Okay. And what I can do is I can demount the camera from the the tripod I have here and put it on this telescope and get close-ups of the eclipse 
uh, I've been reading up on articles on it, how uh, there's a 360 sunset, which is so cool about this, uh, this parking garage we're on. There's going to be, uh, like, a, you can see the, the corona, the photosphere of the sun is completely blocked out. Animals start acting like it's nighttime. It's going to be crazy. But Sam brought up an interesting point. Uh, it's less about the actual eclipse, so I might have to settle for just the, just the plain eclipse. But it was, I was uh, trying to capture just kind of the people that are here uh, viewing the eclipse, too. Um, basically, because that's what, that's what it's all about, is you have, that's what the great American solar eclipse is all about. It's what solar eclipses are about. It's... Uh, uh, my original idea of filming this was to just do it in uh, uh, somewhere out in the middle of the wilderness where I would be by myself, but that's not, but no, nah, it's, it's not what, you, it's, it's, it's communal, it's communal. That's what makes this so special, that for two and a half minutes, each of us there that day forgot our differences, looked up at the sky, and stared in awe in the face of an astronomical event of this size. We realize how small we are and come together to enjoy such a beautiful sight. This next part, I check in with Josh. That's the guy synchronizing the Dark Side of the Moon album to perfectly align with the eclipse. And I think I'm going to drop the narration until after the eclipse is over. The scene does a really good job of doing it for you, and I really don't want to ruin that. And here's Josh as we start our final phase of this story, 40 minutes out from the eclipse. We will briefly begin playing Dark Side of the Moon in a few moments. Oh, that's it! And Dark Side of the Moon has begun. At two minutes, one or two hours, one minute and ten seconds, in the year of our Lord, 2017, on the date of August 21st, I am feeling very. Uh, I I'm very anticipatory. I'm feeling very anxious. We have uh, 21 minutes. Oh, well, now 20 minutes and 53 seconds until uh, totality. So. Uh, side two of the album is now starting, so uh, this might be a tune all of you might know from home. It's called Money. It's the best song ever. And, uh, and uh, yep, 20 minutes until totality, and it's going to be lit. I'm just going to record from now on because it's like, it's totally worth it. Yeah, we're like 13 minutes away. Dude, it's definitely darker. I'm freaking out, man. I just took off my sunglasses for like the first time in 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, no, it's definitely darker. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. One more minute. One more minute. Less than a minute. Less than a minute. Oh my gosh. It's as high as it can go without being distorted. Wow. Dude, my oh. heart is pounding right now. Oh look, oh, look at the clouds over there. Look at the clouds. Oh, oh my. Wow. Holy. Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> we should have done the bottle rockets, guys. Wait, can I look at it? Yeah. Not directly. Trevor, it's perfect. <laughs> this is amazing. Wow. This is incredible. Oh my gosh, the sun is the sun is actually gone. Can you hold this? Hold this. Oh my oh. oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. What the f Holy Oh my god. I just stepped on someone's glasses. 
Oh wow. Okay. Oh, you distrust. Everyone has their phones out. They're all looking up at the sky. You just see a black circle with a with a white ring around it. That's the corona. How was it? Did you enjoy it? It was uh, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Uh, agreed. That was, um, I built it up a lot in my head, but that was no, yeah, probably... No, yeah, it was better than I... I was, I would just say that. It was better than everything I could ever expect. Yeah, And the fact that we played Dark Side, uh, the, the song Eclipse, as it occurred, I'm not gonna lie, it's probably top five experience of my entire life. <laughs> no, yeah, that was honestly one of the coolest things I've ever seen. We had one of the best vantage points in, um, in the city as well. Um, yeah, and the, the sky was perfect. They, what they say is true, it's a 360 degree sunset, which is incredible to watch. Um, the corona is beautiful. It's like, it's weird because it's just black and white, but it's um, it's hard to explain. But it's against like the twilight With, sky and yeah. like... There's stars. There's stars. There are stars. Wow. And it's awesome. not as hot. <laughs> Honestly, that's what we South Carolinians like. It, yeah, the, heat the heat goes away for like 10 minutes. I'd like to say that it was truly one of the most awe-inspiring moments of my life and without, without Sar without sarcasm or any sense of irony, I think it was one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my entire life. Did you cry? I, I when Eclipse came on, I was like overwhelmed with holy sh**, this is amazing. Yeah. It truly was a magical moment of unity. What Sam had predicted earlier came true. This force of nature brought a crowd of complete strangers together in tears of joy and laughter, and it was an incredible sight to behold. Much like this, many new experiences, while exciting, have a unifying aspect to them. They can bond you to someone you didn't know existed or strengthen those bonds you might have already forged. So my challenge to you is get out there, experience something new, and you might just get a great story out of it. And just like the eclipse, this show also must come to an end. Production help and assistance has come from WUSC, FM, and HD1 Columbia. This has been On Campus, a podcast about stories from your local college and beyond. You can find us on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week.